I am unashamed. What about you? So, Dad, did uh, we're back? Um, we're back home. Did you have any anything? Uh, any other interesting things happen this week in your summer feel when you were home alone? Home alone. Your mother said, "Did you take a bath while I was gone?" <laughs> And I said, no, I never got around to it. She said, I smell B.O. <laughs> I said, yeah, I need to get a bath, I guess. So mom is your bath reminder yeah. as well. Did as you get a bath this week? <laughs> nah. Well, why would you bathe? Nobody's there. It's just you and the dogs, right? Me and the dogs. <laughs> well, you, you, if it's just you and the dogs, you'll, you'll end up smelling like a dog. <laughs> Uh, I think now I know, I know why dad likes to be alone and for all of us to leave, he can just be himself, sit around. <laughs> I go dark. <laughs> In other words, I look at all this electricity, they keep him lights and women just one end to the other. I go around, I turn out, the first thing I did, they all left and said, we're going to vacation. I just went around and turned out all the lights. So I'm basically just sitting there. I, I I didn't watch Fox News for about a year. Kind of disturbing and sad <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, no baths and just I was actually home alone. Last just night. armed and I'm sitting in the dark, <laughs> and I've got my Bible with me here, so I've got my weapons. You my had we- your weapons, your spiritual weapons, Bible. your physical weapons. Yep. Yeah, physical, I was watching that. So I'm watching the LSU game last night. The LSU baseball. What an amazing uh, double oh, comeback! I mean, this. I'm is, not sure when this will be. Released, yeah, this is. We're kind but, of recording in crazy times here, so. But uh, so they they won, they beat uh, Kennesaw State. Somebody I had never heard of, who had a pretty good team, by the way. Yeah, and, and it's not nothing has really happened officially, but. So they won. They were down eleven to four in the eighth, eighth inning. inning. Yeah, final score fourteen eleven. <laughs> so then the next night, which was last night, because I came home from the beach, but Missy, we got one graduated, which was Karina. We had a little party at the beach, which was. It really, turned out really nice, didn't it? There was a lot of graduations going on. Well, we had six. Yeah, we had six that graduates we, at yeah, our that party. Yeah, that we celebrated in the you know family. Yeah. on the beach. Yeah, somebody gave me an update on the graduation ceremonies, and they said everybody getting everybody graduated down in <laughs> he there. He said a few were. Missy, your uh, daughter, I mean, she excelled. The, the Latino girl. Yeah, Nicaraguan. Same in Nicaragua. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But but she's she's a brain, isn't she? Yeah, she's done she's gonna be working fantastic. in D.C. I understand. I take no credit for that. That's I mean, awesome. I, we were just a small part. The Lord and her had an arrangement years ago, and she's very inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. How and long? Those, has, how long has she been there with you? You and uh, she's been with us about six years. Oh, was it that long? Yeah. Ooh, I was so, taking a couple of years. Time flies. So anyway, I'm watching the game because because Missy is now Mia is has uh what do you call it when you uh, orientation at her college yeah where she's going so she got a scholarship so we're excited oh that's so, uh where where is she Mia, going she's in Nashville yeah. and and so 
I'm there, and I, we, we had already won that game before, and I thought, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be down, and so, and we were playing Southern Miss, and they Who's were hosting just, the regional. They've yeah, got they, a really and good they're team. good. Yeah, they're good. Their pitching staff looked like a major league baseball team. So I was like, I mean, every time they this guy they had starting, I mean, it was just ridiculous. They had like eleven strikeouts. Oh, yeah. So we're down six to two. They bring in some guy throwing ninety eight, you know. Well, then they bring in then then they're like, well, now here comes the closer. I'm like, oh, that guy wasn't the closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting worse. So it gets to be two outs, and you're like, yep, you know. But I was I was and look, thinking, it's two outs, nobody on. Yeah, two you're outs, down four. And I'm thinking, okay, well. I feel good about next year because I was thinking about who we had coming back. Because <laughs> the night before, I thought, look, no, you know, we could come back and win this, and we did. But I'm like, all right, it's six to two. This team's rested. They got a good pitching staff. They're 11th ranked in the nation. We ain't coming back. So, uh, oh, Cruz let it off. He had a home run. Then the next guy, uh, who was batting? Pearson. Wasn't it? I think he was batting in the three hole. Oh, uh, Barry. I think Barry got out. So, so I think it was one out. So when down, three, now three. they're down three. Well, it was one six out. three. But anyway, Pearson, who's from our hometown. Yeah, he's from Western Mass. He's a really good player. So he gets a hit. Well, then the next guy, that uh, K. Doty, he he's down to his last strike and barely ticked a couple <laughs> balls. There's two outs, and he throws him outside fastball. Gone home runs, so and now it's six to five. But you're like, but still, it's two out. Right, two outs. You're that close. So then the next guy, the first baseman, he phantomly gets hit by a pitch. Yeah. It was kind of like he threw the pitch. Like, oh my arm! You know, <laughs> so he goes down to first. They review it. You can't tell. So now he's on first. They put a pinch runner in for him because he's got a knee problem. The pinch runner on on a ball in the dirt take old Bianco. He he gets second. Well now he's in scoring position. Well the shortstop he's a base hit up the middle tie gate. Well at that moment I woke the neighborhood. <laughs> but I was to I y'all's thought I heard point, a loud cheer. I <laughs> looking around for somebody to tell. Nobody's and there. I got two dogs looking at me <laughs> just with fear in their face because I'm hollering, yeah. I'm telling you, don't ever. They're looking toward the door. <laughs> this is why you don't quit. You don't give up. I was, I what's was literally. Coach, what's the coach is saying? There's no clock in baseball. That's what No clock. But I was ranting and raving to no one. And I thought it kind of hit me in that moment. I thought there's no one here. Why am I acting like this? Because I was just going back and forth saying, I'm telling you, when you get out, you don't quit. It is, it's not over. You were just telling yourself. So then I broke my four-year you know, silence. I did before another LSU game. I was like, I got I to gotta have some. I, I was wanting someone. So I just I went to uh, Twitter and put, what did I put? I put something like, this team doesn't give up, you know, and I love it or whatever. So I, which you broke that. the rule, you never do that before the game is over. But still, you were just. You just had well, I tell, did it before had the to, game you had was to over. Tell somebody about what a. Yeah, I did it before the game was over because there's still we hadn't won yet. But I didn't care at that point because I thought if you're down six two, even if you lose this game, but I didn't put all that. I just said 
This is why you don't give up. This this team doesn't give up. So then the the we bring in our closer, three up, three down. And so then in the bottom of the I guess the tenth, we just get first guy got on, then a walk, but it turned out bases loaded. They brought everybody in one of those and they got the first out. Ground ball at play at the plate. But the second one was the guy from West Monroe, our hometown. Yep. Hit a high chopper. I mean a high chopper. And by the time he caught it, they threw it home. Up oh, he's safe. Ball game over. And then they just mayhem ensued. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, and let me just say for the sake of not knowing when this is going to air, this will, the whole thing will be over by the time this probably comes out, and we may have lose. I mean, Al, but, but still, look, our look, team is not. Look, yeah, it's not that great. Most time, it's poor well, defense and not well, great pitching. You know what they say when people say like about football? They're like defense wins championships. In baseball, they say pitching and defense. Well, that's our two weakest categories. <laughs> we can Starting, hit. Start, yeah, we're we're just not. We're one of the worst defensive teams. Yeah, they and our pitching, look, I love those guys. I mean, I follow them, but you know, we're that like that team last night. Way better. They're way better pitchers. the The radar gun doesn't lie. Yeah, and they have way better control. Now, having said that, I just watched two games that you would. Well, you whoever, would never think in your wildest dreams that we were fixed to win that second game. Well, the night. star of that game, I didn't watch the game, but the star of that game had to be whoever shut them down because they were up 6-2 earlier. So well, somebody, they were up 5-2. Somebody uh, must have really pitched great the last three or four Well, eight. they just kind of patched it up. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was 5-2. to two, Then we gave up a, a run, you know, in the, I think the eighth, made it 6-2. So you're like, well. I was actually watching the Tennessee game, and by the way, I've gotten some uh, texts and tweets from Tennessee fans. I mean, their team is awesome this year. I mean, they're they unbelievably are. good. So something is happening in the in the college baseball where they're real. Uh, they're more celebratory than I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, like LSU, they had a boom box every time they scored a run, and Tennessee you know, has they put a coat over a the fur coat, and I was like. Whatever happened to, you know, Phil's old line that he got from the famous coach that said, you need to act like you've been here before. <laughs> that's right. But I do think that's a sign that we're getting old, I guess. I guess so. It's fun. I yeah, mean, but... ba baseball can be boring, and so I think somebody said, let's do something to liven it up. Is It's okay. That kid, so, uh, one of that, the, I guess he's a right fielder for Tennessee. He had a go-ahead home run fairly late last night, and – Man, I've seen – there's been bat flips before that were impressive, but that kid has a bat flip. Well, I think I think people like us like it because when we used to play, you know, inter-league fast-pitch softball, right. out there, that's what we were doing. <laughs> I, I'd hit a home run. Oh, it's a bat flip. And knowing the next guy up, it's going to get drilled. But it's a softball. We're we, playing softball. We were, the, the, the league was still playing back in the 60s, 50s, and 60s because if you ever showed the guy up, he was going to bean the next guy. I always wondered um, what 50-year-olds do. I guess y'all got a pretty good avenue. At least it's clean <laughs> and decent. That's what I've said. Well, exactly right. I mean, look, if you look at it from a, a spiritual lens, because, I mean, we're, we're in Colossians 3 and 4. 
But that Colossians 3 is famous, where it's like, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. I mean, you can see that in that situation, these qualities that the world and worldly activities that are good, clean, fun. I mean, baseball is a good, clean, fun game. You you see them borrowed and stuff like that, where you don't quit, you persevere, you doesn't matter what for they're they're inspirational just seeing that that everybody counts a team sport even you you compare it to the church where you know they say the next man up or they have all these sayings but you see a lot of that they get it from the idea I think of spiritual things because that's really what it's about. I mean, they train all year. You say, yeah, the best athletes are going to win. Not necessarily. I mean, we got some stud hitters, but just for as far as pitching and defense, I mean, what what are we doing? Well, you know, people, baseball, I feel like it's a bad rap because a lot of people don't like baseball because they, you know, compare it to football or whatever. They, it's not, it's slower paced but it builds but i personally like that i mean i I like the fact that every game is like an artwork and you have you don't know exactly how it's going to go it's better if you're watching it with somebody though because it can't be slow and drawn (laughs) it is but i I find that i do other things during that or flip around which you know but it's a it's a good sport i'm not even sure why i was telling that but (laughs) Because it just happened. Yeah. Well, I was by myself. I guess I was saying it because of that. That was, you, celebrations are better when you're with somebody. You yeah. Know? Yeah. High five. High fiving yourself just doesn't quite. I finally just thought this is y'all dogs aren't listening. So then I started. <laughs> if I start howling, they'll start howling. And I was like, well, that's what we're doing. If we win this game, I said we're howling. And so then all. So when. We got the game winning hit. I just started howling, and both my dogs were just. <laughs> it was the only way I you could engage. You, you should have filmed that. That would have been hilarious. Let's let's take our first break. So, Jace, we just got back from vacation. So, how how did you sleep uh, down there? When Good I, or bad? I mean, it was okay, but when I got back. I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up and my back is stiff. Yep. See, if you had only gone to your bed and slept on your Helix sleep mattress. I have one. I know. I know. I just and didn't you didn't make use it. it. I didn't make it to the bed. One of the things, I wish I could take my Helix with me when I go on vacation because you don't always, you can't tell about vacation houses uh, or, or, you know, hotels what you're going to get. But we use Helix sleep, a uh, great mattress. Uh, Jason and I both have them. Uh, we took it, and we're getting you one, Dad, by the way, because you, you still right. haven't gotten one. But uh, we love it, and the reason we do is because it's so comfortable. You you go on their website, uh, which is helixsleep.com, and you're going to take a quiz that we both took. And in that quiz, just takes you a couple of minutes. They're going to find out what kind of mattress you like and fits you. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out free for 100 nights, risk-free. It's 100 nights. That's almost a third of a year. Uh, and they'll pick it up if you don't love it, but you will. So go to helixsleep.com slash unashamed. You're going to get $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our unashamed listeners. So that's a good deal. Helixsleep.com slash unashamed, $200 off, two free pillows. Yep, send me one of them. It's coming.
Well, that's funny. It was the both of y'all were home alone. So I guess that's the deal. Dad didn't bathe. You were howling to the moon. So yeah, we got issues, which is, you know, you do. Um, so we're wrapping up Colossians on the next two podcasts. Yep, right? yep, absolutely. So how, how have you decided we're going to do that? Well, we're kind of at the end here. I, I thought last week we were a little disjointed because you and Zach and I were coming from Gulf Shores. Dad was here. But we kind of talked about, toward the end, this um, idea about it shifts into family, which we covered quite a bit on the last podcast. We talked about husbands and wives and their relationship. And then we talked about children and, and parenthood and kind of, he lays out this idea that the home is sort of your, your structure to face everything outside. And, um, which makes sense. I mean, you think about it, you have to have some place of security, you know, as you kind of go forward in this world. And, and I think that's part of, as we discussed, some of our cultural issues is that there's been a grievous attack by the evil one to attack families and to attack, you know, parents and against children, children against parents. I mean, any discord he can sow in these areas, that's what he does. And when that happens, you see, you see things break down. And, and so, I mean, it's just, it's no guesswork. It's just, it's evidence. And, uh, I don't know these people that are pushing for non-nuclear families in America. The results are what is that? Are, well, that you you know, there's no patriarch. You don't have a husband and a wife, and you don't you know you don't set up this you know they call it a archaic structure, and it can, it's not it's not just men and women. It can be this, that, and the other, and they come people up. People are reading the Bible and saying, "Let's just do the exact opposite." I think that's exactly what it is, and, and it's because they don't. It's since they don't know anything about God. You know, it's Romans one. They need, they don't know him. And so they're like, well, why would we put ourselves in this, you know, they're seeing it from their perspective as some kind of bound structure that, you know, we all have to behave, but you're like, but if you, if you go your route, we see the results. It's not good. Well, you don't have an identity. You got to remember. It's just chaos. Under the law of Moses. I mean, it's kind of interesting to look and you can read also about what love does for you. Instead of breaking the law, we're not under law, but the, but the the fifth command, you know, children honor your father and mother. Well, when he gets the Colossians, and when you've had your sinful nature cut away, and you're under grace, it still says. Uh, Wives submit to your husband, the husband to their wife, children obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Yeah. And and that's the sixth command. It says, Children honor your father and mother. So when you read, when you're under grace, you're not under law, your sinful nature has been cut away. Those principles do not murder, do not lie, do not steal. Keep your family structure intact. It's the best way to live. It's the best way to live. And then I think you're not, you don't die if you make a mistake at right. it. And the law of Moses, I mean, it was strict yeah. on what you could and could not do. So you, you look at though the, the, the same principles. It's like the Apostle Paul said the law is not the problem. Right. 
I mean, we're the problem. And that's why I think court Romans seven. I read it a couple of times there, uh, you know, a week or two ago. Right. But uh, you know, when you start using, well, you just forget that. Well, you don't forget the law of Moses. It's the greatest code of conduct that ever was put out. Yeah. It's like all these shootings, people wringing their hands, and you say uh, that we already have a lot of laws that cover all that. You know, children. Honor your father and mother. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not lie. I mean, the the, the laws are still there, Al. Yeah. They're, that's they're four thousand years old. Yeah. But because of no one ever kept them, kept the law perfectly, Jesus comes along and counsels it. But it's not like those principles are not good principles. But you remember, <clears throat> Dad. You remember what the founders said? They said, without religion. The people won't self-govern. That's right. And when you won't self-govern, there's no possible way the government can possibly govern all these people That's right. by law. And they were right. Yeah. And, and that's what we're seeing now. They try to do more. I do think it's interesting, Dad, that you talked about honoring your father and mother, and then Paul in this in verse 21 of chapter three shows you how to make that happen. Do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. So it's as much as you depend- can overdo it. You can overdo it. And, and I think that's been done. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of things you can do to embitter yeah. children. I mean, not just overdoing what. I mean, like it's more of a lifestyle than rule oriented. Right. Just you, you know. well, and and look, I mean, I, I guess everybody looks to their own situation because that's all you know. But I've said this before, Dad. You were you were low on rules, but you were high on discipline. Yeah. In other words. You didn't get into every little thing and constantly on our no, back. No. You just said there's a few things you got to get right, and or there'll be discipline, and there was. And but I, I personally, the way I was raised, I mean, I thought was was you did it the right way. I, I I'm not embittered. I wouldn't be sitting at this table, obviously, if I would have been embittered I by your. I gave y'all a little speech when and we sat at the table in there one night. I was sometime or another. I just remember telling y'all sitting there around the table. You'll have, uh, every once in a while, you'll have a great teacher. You'll have teachers that are all right. Yeah. And then you'll have poor teachers. I said, here's the deal. you got to obey them all. I said, you, you can't say, well, she's not a good teacher, so I'm not going to pay any I said, just obey her, and you get out of there, and you get out of that class. And Yeah, I remember when you said that, and I was thinking, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jace was the one that got in a few battles with exactly. the teachers. Well, Jace was the, my, it's funny, overall, I was the most rebellious in terms of lifestyle. Jace was in general. Yeah. And it's best instead of arguing, well, so, some teacher just say, yes, ma'am, and, and let it ride. Yeah. I was, so they're going to win. I was a real, you were teaching us that authority is going to be in your life. And you were right. And, and, uh, and I think there's something to be said here that we can talk about in this section because I was a real shy kid. Y'all remember that? Yep. One thing I couldn't be shy about is if I thought a teacher was being nonsensical right. or just dead wrong. I'd raise my hand because I was under the delusion <laughs> that we were had the right to free speech back at an early age. No. No. Yeah, yeah. You can't That's ask That's why a, I you, gave you my little speech about don't ever get crossways with them because uh, even if they're a poor teacher, I said, your best route is just yes, ma'am. There's no free speech in the classroom. No, I wasn't because the fact that I was portraying a contrary view – 
I mean, it didn't matter. Yeah. It, she wasn't open. She's like, I'm not answering it's that. It's like, right? Didn't they, didn't they expel you one time for about three days? You had a fight with somebody. Suspended or something. Yeah, expel is a strong word. For <laughs> you were suspended. Yeah, I was suspended a few times. Suspended. Very yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but if you get suspended enough, suspended. then they expel you. That's what happened. You know what? I wasn't like, you know, wasn't it? I forgot I'm, about I'm, this. That Jace was very, you were a rebellious I was rebellious. Student. But I wasn't like into drugs or drink. I never That's did why any he of said that. A while ago when I gave him the format on just obey them and move out. Jay said, uh, when he heard that, I don't know. I don't know that. about all that. Yeah, well, that's, he got into well, a little bind there. That's right. Well, I just, I would challenge the che teachers or I would ask for clarification and they usually just <laughs> said, shut up. Because I said so. That's what, yeah. that's what yeah. you, if you don't put that down, you'll get it wrong. Poor teachers. You have poor ones. Yep. That some, I, and I'm so, saying I had a couple. I had a couple yeah. that yep. you know, I had a biology teacher that was just. I thought, no, this is spiritual warfare, because because <laughs> she was just anti God, and I mean, I just thought it was ridiculous. And anybody that asked anything, there was no conversation. Yeah. There, it was just this. It was a public school. She was at, she was mad at God, yeah. and it was trickling down to her students. Yeah. Because that was, she was teaching biology, and we don't believe in God. These that, days, it's a lot worse than when you went. These days, it's rampant. No God. Now, look, having said that, I, you know, I did some substitute teaching. <laughs> did you know that, Al? I did not know that. I did. <laughs> and so no matter what I did, no matter what the subject was, I shared, I would just share the gospel. <laughs> Well, guess what? You got chastised for that. Yeah. Now they would just be horrified. Oh, like well, you. they were pretty horrified when I did first time. When I lead a prayer, you know, at a public school, I had all those students. Were you at Westmore? You were at the high school? I, I, I actually, and look, here's what's funny. I didn't even graduate college. <laughs> So here was you didn't my, even go to you went like to, to, well, I went to two, two classes, but I had that two year degree from the seminary. <laughs> he, Dad, he so, couldn't pass health and golf. <laughs> well, somebody asked me if I wanted to substitute something. That you know what I noticed about substitute oh teaching is once you're in, you're in, and then finally when they well got yeah because they're just looking for warm well, bodies. Right. Let's face and it. They when they finally got to looking at my credentials and found <laughs> only a two year degree from the seminary, they said. Well, no wonder he's sharing Jesus to the class. That's all he knows. That's what that's what his credentials are. So, uh, but you look, you know what? I didn't care. And now I, the powers that be would be. I don't know about in Louisiana, up uptown, up there in the schools. I don't know whether they're on this left wing woke mess or what. I'm sure well, that was few. years ago, and that, sure they some. were on it then. I mean, because it just they were horrified that I would come in there and and do that. But you know, I I know a lot. Of, I was I was showing in love, a care and concern for young people. I mean, look, these public schools are so big and so crowded, and a lot of the teenagers are dazed and confused, trying to find their identity, which is why we have all this garbage out there already about. Oh, yeah. you don't even know but who I'm you willing are. to. I'm willing to bet. Let's take a break. All right, we're getting close 
to the duck family treasure airing and a little birdie told me that if you're a fox nation subscriber subscriber yeah i didn't know what they call it these days then on june 10th you can actually see the first sneak peek episode really which the first episode is kind of like why we're doing this and yeah. it explains what we're doing. I've actually seen the first episode, and I thought it was, was really, I thought it was really, really good. Okay, it reminded me a lot of our little duck show, and some some elements to it. But it then again, it's unique and different. I thought the, I thought it was really good. I mean, I just think in our culture, it's a rarity to get some good family fun adventure that you can watch with the entire family. Right. Well, look, so, I, I'm I am subscribed to BlazeTV.com. That's obviously our our uh, our parent company. I also am a subscriber to Fox Nation because there's really good content on there. It's going to get better now that some of our stuff's going to be on there. So I want to encourage people yeah. to do that. Sign up, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm willing to bet, Dad, that across the board, if you went across America, no matter what the situation is, and we see the worst of it on the news, but most teachers are dedicated. They love students. They love their job. They're there for them. I mean, I, mo- I guarantee you most teachers are good people. Most. I agree. I mean, I, and, I just think it's a few. And and, and look, it's a pretty but it's a few. pretty unsung career because you don't make a ton of money and you're dealing with kids, you know, nine, y'all ten in, months a year. Y'all are in North Louisiana where it's still vestiges of spirituality is here. So, you know, Bible reader. So it's more prevalent here than it would be if you went to some other state. Well, I've always encouraged, look, my kids went to a lot to Christian school and you used to teach at a Christian school before you got into duck calls. But I always encourage Christians to be in public school because you're, you're the line of defense as a, as a believer with a lot of these kids. So, I mean, it's important that you're there and look, you can't be as bold as Jace was without probably being kicked out, but you can still be subtle. I wanted to see what would happen. What are you going to tell me? There's more backlash uh, toward the powers that be this, this, you know, current crowd right now, there's more backlash than I've seen. They're, They're rising up across the country and saying, no, but the point is, the point is, right. a substitute teacher, what I learned from that process, because I did it for two or three years there, they just are looking for a babysitter. They right. don't want you to say anything. Right. Because you, obviously, you're not going to teach whatever they're supposed to Because you don't really even know. You're just no, showing up. nobody calling you're you. You're just an adult saying, in the room. That's, that's all they wanted. So I'm like, why not try to give them some inspiration? Yeah, and y'all know me. I wasn't like badgering or manipulating i was like here's what i'm into that's the way i started yeah. here's what i'm into if you want to join me yeah I just went through the whole and look thing. you've had a long record from when you were whatever 14 on the person who called you on the phone you've been telling that story now look i did it without a bible so i didn't like turn over to yeah i just quoted it all from me how did the students react what was they their listen they laughed they you know i yeah. was I was because it was different. Usually they said somebody sitting up there reading the paper, but you were just like engaged. I mean, I made fun of a few things that they learned in biology, and yeah, 
you know, I have my little jokes. I'm still doing in my speeches today. <laughs> Same ones. I'm like, y'all got a better idea? How'd the chicken get here? I'd, I'd ask that. I've been asking that for since high school. They probably went home and told their parents, and their parents were thrilled. They were like, well, finally, sure, somebody's done more. So. But then, you know, when it got to the uh, rulers and authorities... <laughs> <laughs> they were not as happy. You were suspended yet again. But the times I were suspended was, but I tried to look for loopholes in the system, mainly centered around absence, you know, missing days. That's yeah. what I mainly got in trouble for. Yeah. Well, uh, dad's thing to us was, you know, it's a grind, boys. But, you know, you got to go, you got to get your education. But, I don't care if whatever time they'll let you take, I don't care if you take every bit of it. And we always did. But see, picture days, you'd all meet somewhere, but I noticed they wouldn't keep, because who would miss their pictures? Us. I noticed every year there was two or three that said photo not available. Yeah, and I it was said, a little person with a barrel around. <laughs> Remember the picture? So I of thought, the... I'm just going to not show up that day and see if it's counted. As an absent. So, of course, I wasn't in the yearbook that year. I didn't care. I got the trade-off for missing a day. Well, they, did, they didn't count it as an absent day. Really? No. So, guess what? So never did another one. Never did another one. <laughs> you cannot find me in high school. I'm in no yearbook. It's always a, it just says photo, photo not, not available. available. You can yeah. find no record. You don't even exist in that Because it was a free day that yeah. they didn't. For some reason, they got a glitch in the system. So I don't know, days when you were, because you weren't too far behind me in, at West Monroe, but to show you how things were just not that long ago, I mean, I guess it has been a long time, but we had a, they had they called it the smoking ring. So when you were, everybody was outside and you had like yeah, a break, They had it there was a smoking section for you the could, students. As a teenager, you could smoke cigarettes. It, it was called a, high school. In yes. the 60s, we had that and they called it the cancer pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Can't pretty good. Where, where the guys? They got a fight coming between a couple of them going to fight down out. Where, where are we going? Where are they going to fight? They said, well, they got one of the coaches and he'll be down there refereeing it. But we got a couple of guys. They've been at each other for the last month. <laughs> Meet them at the, at the cancer pit. <laughs> Go to the cancer pit. And, and, the, and the coach would be the referee to make sure they fought. You know, they, they're, they're, they're fighting techniques. No, no, no clubs. Right. So they'd let them fight, and, and, and then shake hands. They'd get up there, all right, shake hands now. And they, so they'd fight, shake hands, and then the coach would say, okay, that's it. <laughs> I don't think they sanctioned fighting. I don't think anymore. they would anymore. But what's funny, Jace, is it shows you how there's there's classes even within classes. So we hung out in the smoking ring, but we were dippers and chewers. So we had our little section of, like, the smokeless people yeah. were over there. Yeah, the smokers were over there. We we didn't like mix and match mm -hmm. match with each other, but we had our little section of the little dippers and chewers. Well, then you had the dope smokers. By the time I got there, yeah, and, man, nobody said a word. Is that right? Unbelievable. I don't remember yeah. that what going on when I was there, but I'm sure it was because oh, it was going on. And I was always, I mean, you ingrained in us, Dad, do do your work. I mean, so I, yep. you know, I took that to heart. Uh, and so, I, but, but I went to work for. But you're trying to find something you love to do. Yeah. That was my deal. I would do, I was like, oh, I like to fish. Well, I got up there commercial fishing. I thought, 
well, this is not as fun as I thought it. I mean, I love it, but <laughs> yeah. And nah. I said, well, I like to cut firewood because I like fires. Nope. Yeah, it it right. just you you think. Remember, we had the crawfish farm. Oh, we were so excited. About a year later, we were like, what were you thinking? About three trips to the hospital with going hot. It just <laughs> daylight, blood poisoning. Just <laughs> so I, then I thought, I I need to, I need to. Take a different perspective. <laughs> well, that's not the idea. Work with all your, you know, for what you, because you're working for the Lord. Because look, I remember Goblin had a job. He 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 hated his job. He, it was swing shift, but he did it for 22 years. I mean, it was a grind, but he had to make a living. You know, that's what he did. So I had this job at a grocery store, and you know, but we were kids. You know, we were we were. I was 15 years old, 16, so I was just barely old enough to even. So. You know, you took instruction. I tried to be a pretty good worker, but then you're always horsing around because everybody that I was working with was my age. So you're all, you know, we'd do little, we'd cut the bottom on the egg things that had all the eggs in it. So the guy'd come in the next morning, go to move a box of eggs, and well, they all fell out of the bottom and broke. It's awful. I'm telling you, I was, I was, (laughs) who would do that? A stupid teenager that doesn't have a good. So this, I, I was looking for a place to hide out, you know, on my break. And so I went up on top of the ceiling, like above, I, I, I climbed up on top of the where the uh, freezers and stuff are back in the meat section. And I looked over there and I thought, oh, this is a good little place if I ever just want to get away for a few minutes. You know, they're, they're trying to find me. Where am I? Well, I didn't realize that when you step out on a ceiling in a grocery store, there's that's just a tile, ceiling tile. Mm. <laughs> It won't hold to your weight. And so I stepped out there. Well, I went straight through the ceiling, which was about probably a 20-foot drop, right just sprawled out in the meat section. I landed right on the roast. Did you get fired? Oh, yeah. So so the assistant manager who went to our church, this is why it's so embarrassing, but I'm telling an embarrassing story myself. He comes around the corner. His eyes are this big around. I'm sprawled out in the meat counter, and he looks up, and, of course, the ceiling tile is falling through. And so, like, first he was worried that I was hurt, but I wasn't. I was just stupid. And so, you know, he kind of chastised me. He's the assistant manager. This is right right at closing. So the next day when I came in for work, they said the uh, Jim was the manager. He said, Jim needs to see you in his office. So we had the talk, and, oh, Al just had to move on to something different. Mm-hmm. But I learned that lesson that, even at a young age, even though I was dumb, and but I learned it's first. It's the only time I've ever been fired from a job. But I needed to be fired. Is a dangerous thing, Al. <laughs> it's gravity, right? <laughs> I mean, I learned also a lesson about gravity and ceiling tiles. You don't want to. You don't want to step out there, Jay. So that was my lesson learned to be a good employee. And I have to say, I learned it because I've I've worked hard the rest of my life and not tried to goof off at what I was doing. The bottom line to me is, I just think whatever you wind up doing, it should become your platform for Jesus. And I think that's, I get that from 323. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for man. Right. That's why when we got on the duck calls, that was the perfect transition into what we really are about. Right. Jesus. Yeah, I think that key phrase is whatever you do, do it with all your heart. I mean, whether somebody's watching you or not. I did the unthinkable. I humbled myself and became a worker (laughs) under the supervision of my younger brother. (laughs) 
for that cause. And it worked out pretty good for both of us. It has. It's a good relationship. As a worker and a person that's being paid by someone else, I'm going to do what I said I would do. I think as an employee, that's what, if you sign a contract, you're going to work for a certain amount of time, you put everything into it. And then if the contract's over and you hate it, go do something different. Because we get a lot of questions from listeners like, my job is, these people are terrible. They're pushing all this agenda on me. You know, I I hate it here. And what do I do? I mean, I get that asked several from our It's like you said, in this context, they would make, you know, arrangements, you know, at the next But I I do think it's important to say that in a Christian context because you need to be a person of your word. If you said, I'm I'm in for this amount of time, then you should finish your job. Don't just walk off. Yeah, unless there's extenuating circumstances, you know, which which happens. Yeah. I mean, it's like in the TV Hollywood world, you know, these contracts are all fluid. (laughs) When using one side. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you learn that, though. It's because just things change. And so, I mean, but for the most part, you, you've all the spiritual qualities that take you through in the rest of your life, they take you through in that as far as character, integrity, and truth telling. And but you're doing it in the name of Jesus. And, and if you have employees or whatever, I mean, I think it should be a Christ centered approach. Exactly. And you shouldn't you shouldn't take advantage of people. You should treat them fairly. I mean, all the things. I mean, that's clear from this text as well. That four verse one. He says, "Look, you you serve, you know your your boss is in heaven, and so that's who you serve. And so if you're going to do right by him, you're going to do right by people. I mean, well, you're not going to mistreat them. You're not going to be well, all the things we talked about. Well, he acknowledged that he knows there's mistreatments in this when he said in 25 anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong that's right and there's no favoritism i mean there's there's gonna be a lot of people who have dished out a lot of abuse to their employees and just in various authority situations that i mean the lord will make right i find you recognize it all as spiritual warfare which it is we wrestle against the forces of evil in the heavenly realms be wise, the uh, four chapter four in Colossians verse five. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. They're not kingdom people. Make the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity. Yeah. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's a pretty good challenge as far as your work ethic is concerned. Right. Take care of your business. You work hard. You do what's right. Because everybody's watching everybody else and seeing what this thing tends to... If everybody's up to no good, it's just not it's not healthy. Right. Well, and well, you can't remember, we've said all along, we talked a lot on this podcast about not keeping your religion or your Christianity or your belief system contained to a church building. So where are most of your time spent? It's in a job situation. Workplace. I mean, workplace. And so that's where you're going to display the values you of You can't have a positive impact. You may catch a little flack from time that's to right. time, but don't hold it against but, them. Well, but you got to remember, we've read this many times, talking about, I mean, true religion is taking care of widows and orphans. That's in James 1. First Timothy 5, 7 says you give the people these instructions. If anyone does not provide for his relatives— and especially for his immediate family, 
he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. When there's a responsibility <laughs> to provide. Right. Yep. I mean, look, I don't think there's anything more frustrating than to watch an able-bodied person. Not work. Yeah. Which, which we have a lot of, unfortunately. Well, we, we do. So we're talking about, you know, the idea of work. And it made me think, Jace, that, you know, Jesus talked a lot in his parables about the principle of workers and their relationship to their bosses. and Well, and just getting along. You remember, because he did it. I mean, he talked about the family structure, and then he throws this this working class situation. Because you think, what, where's all the strife in life? Well, it's in relationships, either the home or your work. Yep, that's right. Because there's authority here. And people don't like being told what to do That's right. or wrestling with authority. But I think when you put it in the context of what he's saying, ultimately we're submitted to Christ. He's been real clear in the book of Colossians. The focus is on Jesus and we surrendered. We, 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 we gave up our rights and authority to Jesus Christ. So now we find ourselves in these situations. Some people are, the boss and some people are the workers, but you're still surrendered to Christ. But that's where all the conflict. I mean, you told that story about when you was a, a I guess the lowest end employee at a grocery store. Right, this shit bag boy, you know. So our buddy, oh uh, Jimbo Lindsay, well, he started off as a bag. That's right, just like me. Boy. Yeah, except he didn't sneak around and fall through the ceiling. Well, he, he actually had, did his job. Well, he had some overarching thought and some ambition. And ten years later, he's running a store. Yeah, he was the manager. Which is why I love this country, where you can do that. But right. two, you 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 get out of it what you put into it. Right. At some point, I mean, you know, somebody had to say, "Hey, tell him, take that bag, put." You know, you you get fussed at, you get embarrassed, you get because yeah. it's all part of that process and nobody likes being told what to do but it's kind of part of the social working system that we have but you can't change the rules all of a sudden and say well the minimum wage that's why we have all this debate over the minimum wage and moving up because they're like why can't we just all make the same and start out making what what the boss would make (laughs) well because somebody is smarter somebody worked harder somebody was more innovative diligent yeah that's kind of the american free enterprise at work here that's right well he and he he clarifies a lot of it and in in colossians 3 down there in other words i I love the way he says this he says don't lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices you've you know whether it's no matter what it is showing favoritism that's out and you put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Then he says, here, you say, here, where? What's he talking about? Once you become a member of the kingdom of God, you put your faith in Jesus. Your sinful nature has been cut away. And he's saying the things you ought to take away and the things you ought to add to it. Here, there's no such thing as Greek or Jew. So yeah, ethnicity now has nothing to do with this. 
It doesn't make any difference where you came from, where you're from, Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, whether you were under the law of Moses and all of its the, the Jewish people, barbarian, somebody just coming out of the nowhere, and you say, boy, what a barbarian bunch that is. Scythian, and then you... you Talked about what they were. Yep. Yeah. Slave or free, but Christ is all and is yeah. in all. That's a good point, your, your, Phil. Your status and all of these things that divide us, ethnicity and, the, the, you know, wrongdoing on, on how you treated people in the past. He said, once you reach here, here, the kingdom of God, that there, there, there is no, there's no difference between anybody. I mean, you're all, we're all loved by God. We're members of the same family. So you ought to act like it. You, you, you can't start using these old things like our any culture. Well, and you make a good point that, and the story that I told about, I was a terrible employee, but even worse, I was a terrible Christian. I obviously wasn't living out my faith. So what happened was. That's what he he says you need to get rid of. That's right. Because there were, there were two girls. One of them was Susie Adams. She was Susie Sturgeon back then. That was a checker at the store, sister in Christ, good girl. There was another one. Uh, can't remember her name, but she, she was at the church. My assistant manager was a member of our church. And here I was, they hired me because they thought I was a good kid and work hard, but I wasn't. And I embarrassed them as well. I, I, by I not just hear your talk and it embarrasses me, Al. <laughs> it wasn't embarrassing. I was caving in the ceiling and terrible. falling in the meat. But, but here's, here's. I remember when that happened, I, I did like this. They told me about it and I said, <laughs> that was just one of many problems in that era of my life. But here's a small world for you, Jazz. You didn't know this. So you, I didn't know you were going to bring up Jimbo, Lindsay. Different grocery store, by the way. But guess who was, guess who worked in the meat department? And was there the night I fell through in her meat department? Who's it? Minnie Lindsay, Jimbo's mom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.